already. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Positivity with Isaiah K. Floyd. I'm here with my boy Micah. <laughs> we are re-recording this uh, podcast because um, for some reason in my frustrations, <laughs> I deleted the recording. Um, so yeah, that's on me. So me and Micah are re-recording our conversation about black manipulation, but I was going to have Micah talk to me about uh, you know the elephant in the room, which is going to be the Will Smith thing, uh, which is still apparently going on this week too. Like I thought everybody would have dropped it, but uh, no. So, anyways, want to welcome Micah to the show. Micah, aka Famu Law Hater. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm a I'm a higher education hater, but I just family law just sits at the top. Nah, the bro, system is a racket. All right, so just... we going okay, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let me just deviate shortly because this is kind of how my conversations go with Micah. We're going to deviate shortly. So he said something that that rubs me the wrong way. You said a higher education hater. Go ahead and explain yourself. I, well, let me not say hater. There's some higher education that's worthwhile now. The oh, what's that? Is a racket. What's the worthwhile? I, I think the Ivy League schools. Oh shit! Okay, go. If you can, if you're gonna go higher education, go Ivy League, or don't even go higher education. You know, <laughs> because at least they're running a racket. But at the end of the racket, your degree is worth is worth something. You know, you, you went through the system, but their name on your degree is worth the racket. Any other school, I, I mean, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> bro, in hindsight, first and foremost, <laughs> bro, you have your video on. Are you doing uh, uh, bodybuilding like competitions now and shit? Nah, man. I just um, I was I'm gonna do Chris Eady's show April 23rd. I was thinking about it, mm-hmm. but I don't. I mean, I'm I'm gonna see what it's like. It's gonna be my first show. But honestly, man, I'm just I look like this because I'm scared. I'm scared of how society's heading, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there with you. I'm not, bro. Because it's <laughs> you, you nah. Know you. You know they don't, you. <laughs> bro. I'm not gonna go there. You're not bigger than me. You you you're more defined than me. I'm still a good 200. <laughs> You're too smart for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm not going there, bro, because I'm going to tell everybody, like, and I talked to Micah, bro, we'll talk about one subject, and then we'll deviate into 12 different fucking subjects, and it doesn't work for a podcast. So, anyways, I don't think education is a racket. Well, let me be truthful. I think it is a racket to a certain extent, depending upon what degree you get, it could be a racket. If you go to school yeah, for... Yeah, yeah. If you go to school for the big five, engineering, law, medicine, uh, computer science, uh, coding, and you don't even have to go to college for that shit no more. And uh, what's the, what's another one I'm missing? Engineering. Man, I would say um, you said computer, engineering, medical. I would say probably. Um, Damn, I know I'm missing one more. No, nah, I think that's it, man. Uh, accounting. I go accounting. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If you go to them, you gonna live a uh, very prosperous life. <laughs> Not to say there ain't no broke lawyers, cause uh, Micah and us know. Yeah. Micah and I and know broke say, lawyers. I, mean, I would say you gonna live a prosperous life, but I wouldn't say you, you might be you. It might not necessarily be too happy, man. I was actually at a restaurant. And I saw one of my accounting buddies from undergrad. And he just randomly walked in there, had walked out on his job, and was frustrated. <laughs> he was getting paid a lot too, man, but. I know he's getting paid a lot because it's Verizon. He's working for a real company. You know, yeah. But, 
He was just saying the pressure was too much, and I was just like, man, I wonder what kind of pressure his account- accountants have, you know? Isn't it just get the numbers right in? <laughs> bro, you know what's crazy, bro? Like, people DM me about this uh, podcast. They'd be like, yo, you still doing your podcast and shit? And I'd be like, bro, like, you know, I have, like, I know I'm running ads on this shit now, but I do have a real life with, like, a real job. <laughs> I do go through shit in life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I go oh, through man, a ton of shit in life. And, like, people will be looking for the podcast, which I appreciate. But it's like, yeah, sometimes, bro, I go to the gym and sit on the couch and watch Bridgerton and don't get up. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> that's sometimes my life, bro. So, I mean, uh, yeah, this podcast ain't, I know it ain't coming out consistently like a lot of people want. But, I'll, I'm getting back on. I'm getting back into my routine now, so I'll get back on it. Now that the first quarter of the year is over and I can kind of coast, basically get my bonus next week. So I'm great about that one. I was looking forward to that shit, but it's going straight to the stock market. Um, let's get into the Will and Jada thing. All right, I'm gonna say my piece. I'm just let me know if you disagree. One, Will Smith was wrong. That's what I say. Chris Rock was also wrong. All right. Will Smith was wrong because you don't just get up and slap nobody. You don't slap no black man in the face. First of all, that is extremely disrespectful. Um, I And I'm speaking to black men because that's the demographic I grew around, grew up around. Uh, you don't spit on nobody in black in a black community. You don't slap nobody in the face in a black community. And you don't call nobody. Uh, FN <laughs> or anything, yeah. anything that is a B boy, anything of those natures, you don't call you don't call black men that. And so that was completely insulting. Chris Rock was wrong because Chris Rock knows we don't talk about black women's hair, and uh, he knows that because we all know he did a documentary. So it's a terrible joke. Now to Chris Rock's credit, he's informed everybody. Or, you know, basically the Oscars has informed everybody that he did not write that joke because uh, the joke was actually pretty bad. Most people don't even know what G.I. Jane is. That shit came out in the early 90s. I-, I thought it was a really good joke, though. It was like a double entendre to me. Why? Because you think she's a soldier? No, no, because she was going bald. And the fact that the actor who played G.I. Jane to me more also cheated with a younger guy, Ashton Kutcher, on her real husband, and Jada cheated with August Alcina, younger Oh, shit, like bro. Hidden. You See, that's how old this movie is. I thought that was the hidden meaning in the joke. <laughs> and I'm a movie person, and that's how old this movie is, where I don't even remember the whole the yeah, whole I thing I about that. Man, sometimes. Yeah, I forgot. That, 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 that was my, that was like my generation. That was the big um, celebrity like cheating scandal. It was Demi Moore. And it was like a big thing. Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher and everyone was like young and old. Oh, and but old. bro, I thought you were talking about in the movie. In the movie, she didn't cheat. You're talking about later in life yeah, she got with real, Ashton Kutcher. Life, Demi Moore cheated on her husband with a younger actor. Ashton which is, which was Bruce question. Willis who just recently retired because he has some type but, of disorder. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man. I forgot about all that, man. Nah, so Okay, so I remember that part. I was like, damn, that was in the movie? Shit, I didn't... I fucked up the whole movie, man. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the movie. But I just All thought. Life, I guess. But I just thought Chris was wrong about that. Uh, Chris is a legend. This is the real unfortunate thing about this. These two men are revered in the black community. Um, whether it's in the states, whether it's Caribbean, whether it's overseas, 
they're revered, like they are known. And so for these two black men to get into an altercation, it's like, this is mad. It was, the whole shit was mad awkward, man. And nobody really wants yeah. to be honest about the shit. The shit is awkward. And bro, watching the video, it's still awkward to this day because you have to understand how hot um, Will Smith has been. He's been, uh, parents just don't, parents just don't understand what he won his first Grammy for. He's the first uh Rap artists to win a Grammy. People don't know that. They don't respect Will Smith for some fucking reason. They think he's lame. They think he's a Russell Wilson type of guy, which I keep seeing circulate. Yeah. I don't know what y'all problem is with Russell Wilson, but it's weird. Let it go. But anyways, um, he was the first one to re- win a Grammy for a bat, uh, best rap performance. He's the first rapper to do that. And that was parents just don't understand in 1988 is when that was released. So Will Smith has been hot since 1988. We're in 2022. That means he's been hot for 20, uh, 34 years, right? Am I math off? Mm-hmm. Yes. So he's been hot for a, a little minute. And, you know, I read his book. I'm discussing my book with my boy Dre uh, in another podcast. But, you know, he's been hot and he's like the top, I want to say top five, but I'll just say top 10 engrossing numbers as far as like a actor. So Will Smith has been hot for a little minute, man, and never had a scandal, never been in trouble. Uh, This is just mad awkward. The same thing with Chris Rock. He's only scandal Chris Rock has had of lately was he did cheat on his wife after making a movie. Um, What was it? Should I cheat on my wife or some shit like that? So, yeah, I cheated on my wife or some shit like that, which was a good movie. Because Kerry Washington was fine, and that girl that, that played on Suits, the woman that played on Suits, she yeah. is fine. Um, and so, it's just weird, bro. It's a weird situation. I think Jada Pickett-Smith is to blame for all of this shit, and I know women might call me toxic for saying that. But we ain't never had these problems with Will until she brought out that damn red table and started telling us her entire life. And then August Alcina jumped into this whole thing and exposed it. And so people keep saying that Will Smith, he did his dirt. He did his dirt too. Why is it that no woman, man, because they want to call him gay now too. Why has nobody ever come out and said, I slept with Will Smith? Either he got his hoes in check or he was just lying for the sake of protecting her because she was, she was a cheater during a relationship. So what do you think? I think she just emasculated him a little bit. Yup. There's no way to come back from it, man, because it's like, man, once a girl says that, it's like when you're, um, I don't know, have you ever had a girl say, hey, he was better in bed than you? There's no coming back from that for a guy. He was better in bed than you, you know? Like, I, I say it bothers some guys a lot, and Will Smith seems like it, it's, he's really bothered by that, that August Alcina gave Jade a better GD, I, I guess, good dick, you know? he August Alcina has a GD, and Will just has the... MD, well, did she tell Will girl. that? I'm pretty sure that's what it was, you know, because I feel like that's when their relationship changed, when when she let it be publicly known that she was like, she let it known that they were swingers and they had sex with other people all the time, but then she said that she fell in love with August Alcina, and everybody knows what that means. You just got to watch Eddie Murphy and um, his um, Raw stand-up when a girl says she falls in love just off sex. That means August Alcina made her come and, and took her soul. You know, he has control over her. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, bro. I mean, 
I think she, she really emasculated him, and then it makes it worse when the daughters and his kids are like, I'm not going to say it, they're weird. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I, I One of his kids ain't weird, though. I'm going to tell you, okay, so you didn't read this book. His first son isn't weird. And I'm going to yeah. be real with you. I don't know where you are on the religious spectrum or anything like that, but I'll be real, I'll be real with you. His first wife got heavy into the church and started making her son go to the church. So like he's faith based guy. So he's not weird at all because it's like even if you don't believe in organized religion, organized religion in a way gives people structure. Right. So sometimes it could be a benefit. Now, you get caught up in a fucking cult like Scientology, probably not a benefit, but. So that's why Trey, I think that's his name, Trey, because he's Will, Will, Will something the third or some shit like that. He's not a weird one. Jaden and Willow, they're weird. I love Jaden the music. Um, they're all weird, bro. And it's because they have no structure. And that structure is because Jada Pickett Smith really didn't want no structure, bro. She didn't want structure in a marriage. I don't, I don't think she should have told her kids that that whole episode she did and Mm-hmm. We're the sex spectrum and experiment, and I, I don't mind if Willow's with girls and guys and girls and, and two girls and one guy. I mean, oh, you I saw that when she talked stuff. about she was in a trouble. Yeah, that's just that, crazy, man? bro. That's just crazy, bro. That's just like it's like yeah, normalizing. We got to stop normalizing. I know I hate when people use that phrase. We got to stop normalizing like bullshit. Like that's a mess, yeah. bro. Like you don't yeah, you don't normalize somebody yeah, being in a trouble and shit like that. Bullshit. Yeah, you don't normalize somebody being in a fucking trouble and shit like that. Like we gotta stop normalizing this shit. Like this shit is like the the this is the proper way to do some things and whatnot. You got your young daughter out here being weird and shit. And I I'll be honest, bro, that shit is weird, bro. Like that shit is really really weird. But whatever. Um. But yeah, bro, she never wanted a traditional marriage. So if you ever listen to Will Smith's book or you ever read his book, he, he, she never wanted a traditional marriage. And bro, honestly, what we saw from last week and what we saw from this, this, these two years of this Red Table Talk shit is that Will Smith is not the man that we thought he was. Because um, we thought of Will Smith as he's not no strong, masculine man. But Will Smith, honestly, if you ask a lot of people, was the was the man that a lot of black fathers would like. I want my son to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Not Tupac, which Jada Pickett Smith wants, you know, Will Smith to be, which he basically became when he slapped the motherfucker on stage. But, you know, he's just kind of a person who is. And if you read his book, he's a coward. He's a person who succumbs to pressure. He's a person who's not aggressive. He's a person that's not a real leader in his family structure. And so that's why every you got to read his book. But that's the reason why he and snapped and did what he did. Something like that when the fight first happened, man, he was like, well, the episode at Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is accurate. I mean, the guy got beat up and, and left Philly. You go from Philly to the West Coast after getting beat up at one fight. <laughs> <laughs> that's nah. an accurate story, then it means like some guy that got bullied in Philadelphia Slapped another guy on stage that got bullied in Brooklyn. You know, that's so true. Guys, that's true. Two guys that used to get bullied. He didn't per se get. I think. I think with Will, his story, he didn't per se get bullied. Uh, he was actually um, a very 
cool kid but the way he made himself cool was making jokes and laughing at himself which is just a form of like trauma in and of itself you feel me yeah so yeah he moved to the to the to the west coast after um you know getting a record deal and and getting in trouble tax wise and shit so um but yeah man it's just it's two motherfuckers with trauma and shit that are legends that we just saw get like it's weird, bro. That's a weird situation. I, I honestly, oh, Chris Rock is okay. I mean, exactly, I bro. After the video, huh? And he looked. I said Chris Rock looked traumatized after the like the second I saw his videos. He was showing his reaction like after the slap. Mm-hmm. You could tell in his face, man. He looked like he wanted to run away. He looked like Forrest Gump wanted to just run away. You know. I think that's because. Run. I think that's because, bro. When you look back, these niggas ain't got no beef. Like. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Chris Rock was like, "Whoa, Will Smith." That's like he, he said. Going over the 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 chain of events in his head over and over. Yeah, he's, he's like, <laughs> "If Will Smith slapped me, bro, I would say the same thing." Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that was a great way to come back. I mean, his his um comedic like um I guess lore is gonna go up just from that. What a great save though! Like that was the best thing he could have said. Shit. Because I definitely was like. Damn, like, I would have been like, shit, how the fuck did Will Smith end up slapping the shit out of me? Like, that's weird. And so, yeah, bro, I think, I think Chris Rock is traumatized. I've seen Tony's Rock a little bit and shit like, oh, just slap the shit out of me. Well, his, his pocket's getting fat, though, even if he's traumatized. His ticket master, they can't Yeah, but that shit gonna die out, bro. That's gonna die out. And I heard, D- I said, I said, D.L., I heard D.L. Hughley's, um, been on this. He was he was apologizing to Chris Rock because at first he was just saying everything about Will. Like, bro, Will Smith is going through some shit. This is some shit we've never seen before, blah, blah, blah. So the next day he was like, you know what? I apologize to Chris Rock because I never said anything about how Chris Rock was feeling. And he's like, bro, yeah, his pockets are getting fatter, but the this shit going to die down in like a month or so. Something else is going to happen, bro. You ever seen those like memes where they put like something crazy that happens every single month? So something crazy is going to happen and it's going to die down. But what's going to always live out there is the meme of Will Smith slapping the shit out of Chris Rock. The video. Man, I don't I don't think it's going to die down for Chris Rock, man. Chris Rock has a I would say Chris Rock has a bigger white fan base than Will Smith does. And that's why it won't die down. White people want to hear from Chris Whoa. Rock. Why the fuck did you get slapped? Every white person the next day that I saw in, in, in my mm-hmm. interactions like, Hey, tell me what happened, man. Tell me what happened. <laughs> and it's like, hey, can't you fucking go and you can go on Yahoo or some shit and read the story? You know, you don't need me to tell you. That's another <laughs> thing, man. Weird. That's another thing. These are two black men that, in my opinion, I know this might be controversial. They transcended race. Like not Chris Rock. Chris Rock didn't give a damn, man. Chris Rock used to say the the N word. Remember that episode with Louis C.K. He was just I posted like, it and people didn't even know that shit. People was like, oh my god, this is disgusting. I was like, bro, like that shit came out on HBO. And they removed it pretty quick. Yeah. But I mean, that was fucked up. That was a really fucked up situation. You sit with like white people and you're just like, nigga, 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 nigga. <laughs> like in Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld felt so uncomfortable. He was like, Yeah, I don't I don't think I can find uh, it. Yeah, he looked like he wanted to get up. He, he was like, like, What the hell are y'all doing? <laughs> He's like, You're not gonna fuck up my Seinfeld money, bro, and this shit like that. <laughs> uh, but- and then Chris Rock's joke, the one joke, man, that why I say Chris Rock is is revered in white America, 
when he defined the difference between black people and niggas. niggas. <laughs> that's, the, that's Chris Rock's definition of black people versus niggas is a definition that white America is going to take with them to the grave. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, it actually gives white America the, the, the thoughts of like, I can call him a nigger because this is a nigger right here. And it's like... But, but they're right, though. They're, I mean, Chris Rock was right. I wouldn't call them niggers. Though. I would call them Negroes. I would go back to the 1960s. There's black people and there's Negroes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're 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 saying that the N word is still too offensive to use. I would say Negroes, and then I, I mean, if you want to break it down even further, there's colored folk too. There's colored folk, Negroes, and black people. Yeah. So I agree because the the N word is still very. I know we keep trying to make this thing about like trying to change the meaning of the word. I don't think you can. The N word is yeah. the N word, bro. Because you yeah. can't. There's a lot of Jewish. Um, like terminology that you could use to be disrespectful or derogatory, right? But we don't see that particular demographic try to change those words. You feel me? So we're not, I don't think we should be trying to change the definition of the N word. Yeah, language is language. And if I study in anthropology, I mean, if you linguistic anthropology is one of the hardest classes I took in undergrad, languages mm-hmm. take centuries to develop. Yep. We're, we keep trying to like change a word and in a couple hundred years it's, and it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen bro and people gonna keep messing up on the n-word and it's just like i just sit back and i say like bro like the consequences are yours if you use it and how you use it and etc i pretty much i think i pretty much removed it from my vernacular <laughs> um i don't really have any reason to say it you know i don't even really listen to rick um rap or him <clears> much anymore i listen to <laughs> I'm on my country and rock music. Oh, nowadays, Jesus but. Christ, man. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I just, I don't know, man. But that's that, man. I mean, that's that's the Will Smith situation. I'm praying for both of them. I just wish both we would see, like, a video of them pretty soon, just having dinner or something like that together. So we could just kind of, as, I know this is crazy to say, because we shouldn't look at two people and they represent the entire black community. But it'd be nice just to see them like have dinner together just so we can like go back to normal because it this whole shit feels weird bro <laughs> like yeah it's it weird it feels like will smith might be gone for a minute man with the whole suspension from the academy of motion picture sciences i think he it, it i think like- he purposely like because they said netflix is halting his stuff netflix is doing i was like bro a lot of shit that Will Smith does he's producing it so he produces it along with Westbrook um Productions, which is his production company. And so if he if something has been halted or waited, it's because Will Smith has halted it or waited it. Like I get that everybody wants to say, like, this is the damage that's being done to Will Smith. But Will Smith is still a rich, powerful individual. And so, you know, I think he's taken a step away. And I think Will Smith has been running from his traumas for years. He's been jumping over fucking Grand Canyons and, and doing all this weird shit for years. And I think he's just been running away from stuff. And so I'm, I'll be happy when we get uh, Independence Day Will Smith back um, or Pursuit of Happiness Will Smith back, like back into the fold. So, I mean, I don't know if he's coming back. <laughs> you don't think he's coming back? No, man. I, I mean, I don't know. I think it's just going to go from bad to worse. How so? 
I mean, Jay, what, uh, Jada's going to do something to make it go from bad to Yeah, bad. bro. She she already did shit to make it go back. have another bro. round table discussion or something. That's what she was out. like, yeah, bro. Like, what, it's just stupid. Calls a slap or something like that, you know? Yeah, bro. It's like, I would tell her, like, man, I don't know. I would tell her, don't talk nothing about it. You, you do a red table talk about some other shit. Don't do it about that. Like, I want people to forget about it. But you're right, bro. As long as she has that platform, bro, she's going to make it worse. Because it's not like anybody imputes shit on Pawn Jada Jada Pickett Smith. She's a C class. She's a C C class actress. They put everything on the A list actress, you know. Which is Will Smith. Is like, well, this is all Will Smith, and it's like, nah, bro, that's his wife, and she weird, bro. <laughs> She's weird. So I don't know, man. And her big um, I mean, hasn't Jada played uh, ball in most of the movies she's been into? <clears throat> I think she's always had a little hair. Yeah. Low down, dirty shame. She's always had a little hair. Uh, I think she had a lot of hair when she was on a different world. Um, and then the 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 worst part too about the slap, the Oscars are rehearsed though, you know. So it's like I I know she had like someone had to give them win that hey Chris Rock is getting on stage and you guys are sitting this close you're gonna be there's a joke coming towards you get ready for it someone someone one of the producers had to tell them that nah they say that they they know that people might come out and roast the crowd but they don't know what jokes are gonna be said. They don't know what jokes well, are going to be said. Damn, if you guys are sitting on front street, at least have your minds ready for it. They were sitting like directly in front of the stage. Man, I think I think Will have been beat down by that whole August Alcina shit, the entanglement shit. He been asked these all these questions because you know he won award for this movie every single place he's gone, and every single place he's gone has been the same question, same joke. So I think that I think, bro, that shit was not about Chris Rock or that joke, bro. That Chris Rock was just the 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 the, the feather that broke the camel's back. <laughs> it was it was ninety nine point nine percent loaded before Will went up there and slapped Chris Rock, and a lot of people was like, "Oh, if that was this person, that was that person, he wouldn't have slapped him. He might have not slapped the shit out of him, but he would have did some type of. He was already broken, and I think that was just it, bro. Like when he seen Jada turn to him, it was like, "Hey, that's not funny." He was already fucked up, so. That's that. Anyways, let's get into the substance uh, substance of what we're really supposed to be talking about, which is black manipulation in our community. So, when we first had our discussion, we talked about Kanye. And uh, let me just jump right into him, Kanye. I think Kanye is one of the greatest black manipulators of all time. Um, he manipulates black people very, very well. He gets us armed up and ready to go. Um, Kanye, as of lately, has been upset. Well, he's, he's took it. Well, this is, this is the power, I would say, of some white people in the world or stockholders or shareholders, which include everybody. But somebody told Kanye to shut the hell up. He shut the hell up as of recently. <laughs> but anyways, Kanye's uh, Kanye gets y'all up in arms. And I'll start with the Donald Trump whole situation. Kanye told y'all slavery was a choice. And y'all was like, yeah, it was a choice. Then Kanye used a fake Harriet Tubman quote to make it seem like, oh, I tried to save all these people, but some wouldn't come with me because they would like, nah. Kanye appeals to black plight a lot. Um, And how he does this, one of the things he did was he basically said, hey, I want my master's. And I think it was um, not a United, not Atlantic or something. I don't know who it was, but he was like, yeah, they won't give me my master's back. And he kept complaining about slavery and slavery and slavery, right? 
Nobody thought back to when he said the shit about Donald Trump when he was like, well, slavery was a choice. Nobody thought when he was making this argument about him being a slave to the record company that it was a choice. And so what when I went digging and went like the breakfast club and all them went digging, they found out that that Kanye West had purposely traded in his masters for a humongous advance. So he could go into his fashion endeavors so he could do different things. He was just trying to flip it. But then when he got the bag, he came back. He was like, y'all some slave masters because y'all got my masters. But they gave you this shit in exchange for a humongous advance, which you put into different bags, which you flipped. That's a good thing. But now you're coming back for your bag. The royalties clause. That's what it sounds like. He just got the big advance and forgot about his royalties. And yeah. He come back a couple years later, like, hey, where my royalties at? I want my whole masters. Bro, you talked about the royalties with one. Uh, I think you said war. You know the guy from war, right? Yeah. And he gets like a bag for all the shit that they use in movies like war. Who they got a bunch of songs too. Yeah. I think it's why can't we be friends? They're a part of that as well. He said for like one song, just one song, he is like ten k a month just for one. Little <laughs> and then you know they got that other song. It's like in every bag. Yeah. It's why can't we be friends? Yeah. Um. So, I mean, when you forget like your royalties or stuff, or when you assign majority of your royalties to a record company, I mean, you might be coming back with a check that's a hundred dollars sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Because they gonna re they gonna recoup all that money that they advanced you. You feel me? And so <clears throat> that's what Kanye was using to try to get his masters back. But he was trying to use black plight, so he was basically saying, "Hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm a slave. Help me, guys. Help me." And what did black people do? We all ran to his defense. Oh my God, save Kanye! He's a slave to the record company. And it's like, bro, like, no, you gave this up to get money. That's how contracts work. You feel me? So he's one of the people that completely abuses um, black plight and manipulates black people into getting up in arms. And one of the other things um, we talked about when we first podcasted, we talked about Big Sean's contract. So while Kanye is doing all this shit, like they got my masters, they got my masters. Kanye had Big Sean's masters the whole time. (laughs) He also had... um, What's her name that she got the nice body? Um, she's like always in shape. Tiana Taylor. Tiana Taylor. She also, he also had Tiana Taylor's uh, masters as well. And he was not releasing their masters. And so, <laughs> it was, so it was like, it's cool that a white company has your masters. But when it comes to you, the black man, you can keep their masters. You know who also does that? Diddy. Yeah. So. I mean, but. He was, I mean, slave, was slavery a choice? Not really. Not really. Well, I, I think what he should have said was slavery, there was a way to get out of slavery. And he was right about that, though. If you read it, I mean, I got a book on my shelf, and I'll show it to you if y'all want to cite the sources. But before the Civil War, close to 2,700 black families owned slaves. That, that's true. That in history. It's still yeah. slavery. I mean, it, it don't matter if it's, it don't matter if it's black people doing it. Or it don't matter if it's white people doing it. It's still institutionalized slavery. The reason why it was institutionalized is because this is true. This is very true. This is why the 1619 Project is kind of inaccurate, right? Slavery from the foundation of the United States. From I'm talking about when they first landed. Slavery was wildly unpopular. That's like, truthfully. And yeah. if you ever look at the... 
How we got to the 13th president to end this shit? Was he 15 for 13? I'm tripping. I think he was 13. Ooh, Lincoln. Lincoln? Oh, shit. I feel stupid. 13 president. I be telling y'all I be going through shit, y'all. But yeah, you're right. Oh, I'm wrong as fuck. That's Fillmore, bro. And then um, Europeans were killing each other over slavery before black people even joined the abolitionist movement. There was, I mean, John Brown and Harper Third, they were armed whites ready to kill for blacks before blacks were ready to kill for themselves, you know? Bro, Lincoln was the 16th president, bro. And I don't know how I fucked it up because Buchanan was literally like, probably, Buchanan was probably the first gay president. Um, If you guys want to go like do research on it or whatever probably the first like openly gay president but they don't really talk about it like that um but how it got to the 16th president bro like honestly <clears throat> or james buchanan honestly bro i don't they they kept james buchanan actually really kicked it down the road so that's how i know like it, it was taking a little bit but washington was peeped it um i think madison peeped it um a number of presidents Peeped it. Andrew Jackson peeped it. Andrew Jackson actually, after not being the president of the United States, furthered the issue between the South and the North, if anybody actually wants to go in and and dive deep into it. But it's truthful that slavery was actually in the United States wildly unpopular with people. Um, And it was still allowed to it was still allowed in, 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 in the government. The government still allowed it because it was enriching the United States, basically. Like, the reason why we... I, I think they allowed it because they couldn't, they couldn't take away property. There, there, was no way, there was no way to seize the property. That was the only reason they allowed it, because of the classification of slaves as property prevented them from basically taking stuff. Because a lot of the arguments in, in the old... Um, I guess a lot of the arguments between southern states when they get to the... Um, court proceedings, they would always argue that these are not persons, they're property, and you can't seize our property without mm-hmm. due process, you know? So they're not going to want to well, basically due process would mean that every slave owner would have to have a hearing, notice in a hearing, and the government's not going to give notice in a hearing to every slave owner in the South before they end slavery, you know? Yeah. Bro, I mean, I mean, to be truthful, they could have ended that shit. <laughs> they could have ended it, bro, just how you nah, know, man, I don't think so. I don't think so, man. Like it was, it was wildly unpopular, basically. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you mentioned that, yeah, like blacks did own slaves in the Americas. That that's very accurate. That's very true. Um, still, slavery was pretty unpopular, and slavery was still an institutionalized act. So, when you say slavery was a choice, the only only pushback I have is <clears throat> if the choice is always. I either have to rebel and kill somebody or I could possibly be killed. It's not really a choice there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's what he should have said. Slavery was, it was a choice, but you had to make it under duress. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that that shit is, duress, you know? bro, it's a, that's why they say like duress is not like, I had this situation where somebody called me, they were like, <clears throat> They were being forced to sign a contract. And I'm like, bro, this shit not even enforceable because you're under duress. So there's no way that that contract's even enforceable because we we have this policy of if you're under duress, you don't really have a choice. So I don't know. That's the way I would push back on on Kanye when it comes to that. 
but it's just how they use slavery because you know that gets all black people up in arms. We're like, oh shit, no, nah, you can't talk about slavery like that. Blah blah blah. It's kind of like Colin Kaepernick did this too, right? Again, you know, manipulating black plight in a way, right? So, man, I I I don't think it gets all black people up in arms though, man, because there's a there's a group, and I'm love. I love the only thing I love about Obama, man. As much as I bash him, he passed <laughs> one bill before he left office, and I was like, thank God, Obama, man, you did something for black people. And it was the only thing he did for black people. The what? only thing while he was in office, the Indigenous Peoples Act. But that applies to you, bro, because your your family. Don't don't no, do. No, no, no. It, it doesn't apply to me. I'm from Jamaica. I'm a Jamaican citizen. I can never take advantage of it. It applies to Black Americans who know their real family history. A okay. lot of Black Americans are were not slaves. They were Native Americans. You guys have you guys don't even have to follow federal law. My stepfather traced his ancestry, and he was, he claimed to be a sovereign citizen for the longest times in our lives. And, and I didn't understand what he was meaning. I thought he was meaning like the fake UCC one, the, the sovereign yeah. citizen stuff that, <laughs> that everybody gets thrown in jail for. Left, talk about the don't tread on me. Yeah. And he really wasn't talking about that. He actually applied for his federal native rights. And when Obama got into office, it was the first time my stepdad was actually able to get a certificate from the federal government granting him his federal rights and basically saying that, hey, he has to abide by federal law or tribal law. The, the, the Constitution states that it's between the United States, the several states, and the tribes. A lot of people forget that comma that says this Constitution is being made between the United States and the several tribes. A lot of people forget who the several tribes were, and they think that these are just Pocahontas and, and red <laughs> people. No, uh, four of those seven tribes had skin color as dark as me, especially the Florida Seminoles. I don't know why more black people in Florida don't claim Native American ancestry. The Florida Seminoles were a huge black tribe, and in Miami, that look at the Dade County Indian Wars. They were fighting black Indians in Miami, and no one. I, I bet. You, I bet if you go to Miami today, you won't find. You'll probably find maybe like fifteen people that claim Native American ancestry, and I know you'll only find fifteen because I know all fifteen of them. They my stepfather's people. <laughs> <laughs> but black people, a lot of black people don't understand. They had greater rights than. Um, they had greater rights than Europeans and black Americans. They have greater land rights because they were Native American. They're indigenous, like Obama said, you know? And that was the only thing he did while he was in office, and he did it right before he stepped out the door. He was like, hey, guys, I didn't really do shit for y'all while I was in here except drive the murder rate up for young black men. Here we go. You know what else he did, and, you know, he he, he waved that other flag around. I ain't going to say what color it was because it had all the damn colors on it, but still, that's what he did. All right. right this is, office, y'all y'all remember said, what hey, I guys, said at the beginning. I haven't done shit for black people, <laughs> but I'm going to pass this indigenous people back, and if you're smart enough to read between the lines, I'm passing something for black people to benefit for years, you know, and that's boom. This is where yeah. Micah and I go into different topics, and we deviate because what he just said about Obama, I was going to push back on, but I'm not going to get caught up in Micah's trap today. I'm going to let him yeah, state his opinion. The indigenous people is that black, like black people are native. A lot of black <laughs> Americans, especially if, if you're a black American and your family came from South Carolina or New Orleans, Louisiana area or Florida, you are a native American, especially South Carolina. You guys need to look up your history. You were, you were never slaves if, if you're black and from South Carolina area. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to engage with Micah because Micah will take us down a tunnel and we're supposed to be talking about uh, I mean, black plight. You have to do your research. <laughs> Let me use an example. You know, in the black in like the black families, they always have the grandma that says, girl, we was Indian. We got native in us. And they always think the grandma's crazy, right? Like, oh, it's just a crazy old lady saying that we Indian. She's actually right. The black people were are the Native Americans, Indians. You got to read some of the early English history books they, and the way they describe them as cinnamon colored. What color is cinnamon, you know? 
Cinnamon ain't red. Cinnamon is, is a bright cinnamon hair color. Your your cinnamon color, right there. <laughs> <laughs> every every early description of the Native American says that they're a cinnamon colored. <laughs> the last person to use black plight for, <laughs> for manipulation purposes that Colin Kaepernick. And I think Colin Kaepernick uses black plight for manipulation purposes to serve his own. Yeah, enrichment. thank God the NFL ain't never gonna sign him. <laughs> the NFL needs to exercise the freedom of association and blackball the fuck out of that boy, man. Damn. Arena Football League or some shit. Get your ass out of here trying to capitalize on police brutality and shit, yeah. But what was one fucking knee gonna do? Except make them more angrier at us. All that motherfucker did was get white America angrier at black people and he did shit for the hood except the fucking few scholarships in a football camp. But you got the white America in, enraged at us because you want to take a fucking knee. Talk your shit, I'm Micah. Damn. Him first, man. Micah, you really are passionate about this one. <laughs> for real, a lot of people don't understand the ramifications from this one fucking idiot kneeling in a national football game like kneeling was going to solve some shit. And he's kneeling during during the National Football League. Like the start of every NFL game, they honor the veterans, the military, the planes fucking fly over. So you're disrespecting military veterans and then saying, help black America. Yeah, fucking right. They're going to put their foot on our necks harder, man. What do you think and he should have exactly did then? What, did. what do you think he should have did then? He should have shut his fucking mouth and put his money, put money into it, man. If you had all those millions as an NFL player, you and some other NFL players get together, you guys form some kind of, they had the, play, the NFL Players League. Within that NFL Players League, form some kind of committee. Get something done at the committee. And you know how committees work and what goes behind closed doors and meetings. And you talk to certain leaders, you know, you go, he could have got what, um, the body cameras. You know how they got the body cameras yeah. mandated? Colin Kaepernick Nick could have done that without taking a knee. You basically talking about he should have formed a pack, a political pack. That's really what you want him to do. Not, it doesn't have to be political. It could have been a community initiative or something. You know, it could have been one thing he could have did. He could have just asked the federal government, hey, guys, we know you're killing us, but could we at least get accurate statistics on the number of minority black males that are killed by vigilantes? You know that when um when it, when it all started in 2012, one of the one of the reasons I made the T-shirts, one of the most alarming statistics was that they never tracked how many black males and women are being killed by pol- not just police officers, but are being killed in jail cells by police officers and vigilantes like the uh, George Zimmerman. That's what we call the vigilante killing. Mm-hmm. Zimmerman and uh, Trayvon Martin. The FBI and the Shit, they just killed. Uh, remember, they just killed Buddy over there in Georgia. Vigilantes. Yeah, and and they still keep no statistics on that. A uh, mm-hmm. newspaper actually had to track the killings, and that's one of the things. Like, I mean, Colin, if Colin Kaepernick was serious, he was like, he would have said, "Hey, can we at least get accurate statistics on this? How many police officers are killing people and labeling it as a justifiable homicide when it's not?" Well, that's fair because that is a federal. The federal government can actually track that. The state and local government is probably the real issue as far as police brutality and killing. And, and you know what happened when the federal <clears throat> government asked states and local governments, hey, guys, we want to build a record of this. Please turn in your statistics on this. You know how many states turned it in? Not many. Local governments? Not many. Less than 20%. Yeah, bro. It was less than 13%. So, yeah. like, not only are they not tracking how many people were being killed, when they asked them for statistics, the states didn't even want to turn it in. Everyone's red, a red flag should have went up at that moment for everyone. Like, hey, guys, we don't have any accurate numbers on how many we're killing. And then we ask them for like the numbers. No state wanted to turn it in. That's one of the reasons why Obama. That's one of the reasons why Obama's administration took over. um, What's the place in Missouri? Um, Um, Ferguson. Yeah, Ferguson Ferguson was a terrible. um, They took it over. Yeah. 
one of the main costs of our t-shirts, it wasn't even the t-shirts that cost me a lot of money. I printed out the deal, the last two pages of the Department of Justice report on Ferguson and included them in every t-shirt order. And some shit that really got me sad and let me down, man, I must have mailed out maybe like a thousand orders and not one person ever came back to me and said, hey, man, these are some alarming ass statistics back yeah. here. But literally, I, I mean, I could show you a flyer, but they, they turned Ferguson into a, um, a literally a police state. Ferguson only had thir- 14 or 15,000 <clears> black <throat> residents. And each year they were paying the city 4.2 million in little fines, like jaywalking fines. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what. That's why the guy got Michael Brown got killed. He got so tired of getting stopped by cops and getting a thirty dollar fine for jaywalking. He just decided not to stop one day, and the cops shot him in his back. I think it's like a stat that the Obama administration um, commandeered. I think more than thirty local police or law enforcement like organizations in the United States during his term because of when they looked at the data that wasn't being reported. They were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so yeah. he was sent. One wasn't yeah. even Ferguson, man. It was um, it was Baltimore, Maryland. The Freddie Gray. They didn't take it over though. They didn't take over. Uh, Obama's administration didn't take over that police department though. Yeah, they didn't because it was on Maryland. Um, I mean, they had the black prosecutor. They had the black prosecutor good in the city, but when you read the DOJ report, it's two hundred and eighty-three pages, and I, I read all two hundred and eighty-three pages one night and cried at the end when I read it. I got it right there sitting there, man. I keep it as like a memento to remind me, like, hey man, don't give up on black America because they're getting fucked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things that Obama did do good. He did at least take over some of the local police stations. And I remember Ferguson got passed back to a black uh sheriff or black police something. I think he was in here. So they 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 busted up the union and then they basically like passed it to a a new guy. And they got these new policies where every single new police officer has to introduce themselves to the area in which they're patrolling, which is like, I don't know why nobody that should be common practice. But that was a good thing that came out of the uh, thing. But get back to Colin Kaepernick. The reason why I say he uses black plight for the rich himself, and you talked about it a little bit more, but when his Netflix special came out and he started talking about how slavery was similar to the NFL combine and shit like that, I was like, that's the biggest fucking reach in the world where these kids, is, these not even kids, I apologize. These grown ass men are getting prepared for a job interview. So every single black man that goes into a job interview is basically participating in slavery. And like for someone who considers aspects of the NFL slavery, people have to ask themselves, why the fuck does he continue to try to play football then? I was just about to say that, man. My brain like explode like, <laughs> like why why is he begging teams to sign him if it's slavery then? Like, so you just signing up now there we go, Kanye. Right there. That's slavery is a choice. Cause you signing up to be a part of a organization that you consider to be unjust you consider to be a slavery organization but i mean that's gonna hit for some people and for other people they're gonna stay within their disposition of no kanye what uh, sorry no uh colin kaepernick has been disenfranchised he's a good person all this other shit like that like there's a lot of things about colin kaepernick that are just completely fake and as a person as a man i don't think he's like what he projects himself to be um, I think he gambled and lost. Yeah, he like like how you said earlier that there's a um, 
there's um people like to capitalize on black flight mm-hmm. there's a certain um business there's a business you can make a lot of business out of this there's a yep. racism is a business and he thought that he could get in and, and get in on the activism side and get the crowd i thought i think he thought he could be the nfl sean king like that guy sean king that's always mm-hmm. on twitter just points stuff out and he thought he could be the nfl sean king and them nfl owners was like, like get you your ass out of here man? What, I, there's this, there's this thing. There's this, there's this sound that's like, Negro, please. Didn't somebody tell you this was an all white party? Huh? Someone get this jigaboo away from me. <laughs> he gambled. Straight old school. I mean, bro. Straight old school, like, plantation on him. I'm going to say they went straight old school plantation mode on him. I imagine a group of slave owners just sitting around joking about calling, like, call it, imagine calling Kaepernick a slave. And, and some slave owners come in the house. They're sitting around joking like, hey, get this, buddy. Get some, get some this way. <laughs> Bro, I mean. And, and, and so to be fair, I mean, I don't want to classify NFL owners as slave owners. They're employers that employ employers, people. Yeah. They they employ people. Like shorty that's selling the fish plate. I'm sorry. People that go to Slutty Vegan, like those employees that be serving you the food at Slutty Vegan, those are not slaves. They're employees. Like you contracted to be a part of that job. You can walk off anytime you want to. And we know NFL is not slavery because we saw Antonio Brown take off all his fucking shoulder pads and walk the fuck off. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody said, hey, get your ass back out there on the field, boy. <laughs> nobody did that. I think, so. gross, I think it's a gross waste of um, the NFL has taken. You remember back in the day they used to talk about black America having W.E.D. boys used to mention the talented 10. Mm hmm. Like how we need to get a talented ten. Yeah, Black Americans need to have this class. That's how the five percenters came about too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the NFL has taken away um, a a vast pool of of Black American talent. Man, it's hard to even imagine. Um, Recreation. There's a quote by James Allen to to make recreation a career is is leads to madness and sanity. And look at most when they retire, that's deep. They don't talk about it. They don't talk about that the end the end result of the career, but I, the only thing I think the NFL is I think it's um insanity. You don't make recreation a career. I, I mean, <laughs> I sports. The one thing I hate that people try to say, and you might disagree with me on this one, Ben Crump. They say, "Oh, Ben Crump profits off of black black pride and black death." I'm like, do y'all know he's a civil rights attorney, personal injury attorney, made his bank in personal injury. That's what we do. <laughs> it's some unfortunately I would say I would say man you know that's funny man the first interview I did for the t-shirts a news reporter said the same thing uh-huh. he was like he he read my shirt black lawyers mattered and he said oh black lawyers cashing in oh yeah on black on black death yeah, he so, was like Ben Crump is getting rich. He met Ben Crump was the only one he mentioned. He was like, "That guy Ben Crump must be getting super rich off this." Do you know how hard like, it is to sue not, fucking not, um, sovereign organizations? Like people don't know that. Like suing a county, there's sovereign immunity. You get capped yeah. at a certain amount of money. In Florida, the cap is like something like thirty or twenty percent of what you can collect. I don't know. I got a slip and fall right now that I'm handling. And I sent out my letters to rep. I think Van Crump's getting a headache from this, if anything. He got he, he got <clears> money, <throat> but he got more of a headache than anything. Look, I, I don't know if anyone's really following the cases he was filing, especially the Ferguson one. Look at how long it took him oh, yeah, just yeah, yeah. to get the um, freedom of information request for Mike Brown's autopsy. But you say he was fucking... Whoever, whoever, whatever associate attorney he had working on that was fucking up. He was ordering it from the wrong yeah. person. I was so. like, man, what's going on? I was like, are these the attorneys he really... Well, I, that's the only reason I was mad at him. I thought we had the dumb attorneys on the case. <laughs> <laughs> 
and, like no way it should take a fucking year to file like a, 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 a he was it was a simple motion for dis, uh, discovery request you know like yeah turn this over why the fuck is it taking you why are they combating it three or four times and it's going on a year so it took them a year to get something out of the evidence room by then of course evidence contaminated and if you follow the the ferguson story the the civil prosecution took so long because of bad filings and bad attorney work yeah. that they, they, the, the 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 bad cops in Ferguson killed all of Mike Brown's friends and witnesses. Look that story up, man. They killed everyone. One guy got burned alive in a car. One guy just got found with a bullet to the back of his head behind a store, and they blamed it on rioting. Look, uh, people need to look that story up, man. The mm. DOJ report on Ferguson was so bad, and the cops were about to take such a huge L that they said, "Fuck it, let's just kill everyone related to Mike Brown." And they had a chance; they had the perfect opportunity to kill them because these kids were witnesses or getting ready to testify at the civil trial. Ben Crump's parent, and he was taking so long to file shit. They're like, "Okay, cool, let's set this witness up, um, delay that motion for discovery, let's set the other witness up." By the time they killed everyone, there's no longer a case. Yeah, that's one of the saddest stories Black America has never told, man. Like, you know what's really sad though. With Black America, we don't know the difference between crim law and civil law. I'm not saying everybody, but man, majority yeah, of us don't man. know that there's two different. Uh, two, oh, man, <laughs> they man, don't know that we're, there's two different uh, justice systems. Saddest things, man. <laughs> I can tell you something even sadder, man. What? I don't even want to say it because shit just pissed me off. <laughs> but no, nah, that's that's a really sad thing. Like sometimes I hear people they'd be like, "Ben Crump lost this case," and I was like, "Bro, you know he got he won he got money for his for Mike Brown's family, but." The prosecution losing the case isn't Ben Crump's fault. Like, he's a civil attorney. That's a different justice yeah. system. And then there's criminal. We only got two different... We only got two justice systems. Civil and criminal. We got three. We got three justice systems. People don't know about the mean? third one. The court of equity, man. There's civil and criminal. And I think there's... I think courts of equity are... That, no one the fuck is not, bro. That's civil, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, look yeah, it up yeah. right now. <laughs> no, no, but, no, 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 man. There's still... There's still... There's still some areas... But one of the things I would say that pissed me off the most, like how you said, there's no difference between civil and criminal. The only reason I went to law school, man, when Trayvon Martin got killed in 2013. Yeah, that's civil, bro. Some kid at my college organized a protest in downtown Orlando <laughs> at the Orange County Courthouse. Wrong we pro- had a thousand fucking people at the wrong courthouse. He wasn't even being prosecuted by Orange County. Seminole he County. was in Seminole County being yep. prosecuted. And I'm out, I'm out there yelling at some of my lungs like, guys, we're at the wrong fucking place. <laughs> we need to get on I-4 and go up the road. And 30 minutes of the road. They asked wasn't going 30 minutes of the road. They were not going 30 minutes of the road, bro. It, it would have been 30 minutes if we formed like a little convoy, you know? <laughs> 1792, you know, just get on 1792, go straight up there. But then the next day I get to the Seminole County Courthouse and made it even sadder. Nobody was out there. Yeah, I was the only black male with my one little sign that said, Tess Zimmerman, I mean, look at his abuse history. I had a bunch of shit I was saying, but yeah. it, it, it kind of like, I don't know, man. That's when I was like, God, I, I got to go to law school and fix shit. But then when I got to law school, it can't be fixed. Here we go. It was like Catch 22, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, man, bro. <laughs> That, that's frustrating though, man, because you don't understand how frustrating it was. Like, I'm talking about like I'm, I was giving a speech and the crowd was really enthralled at my speech and, and the uh, organizers, the, the crowd was yelling at the organizers to give me the the megaphone, you know. And the guy was so because in undergrad, man, like y'all think I'm radical now, man. In undergrad, I was really radical. He was afraid that I was going to say something that would have basically like hurt 
his um I guess there was a, a law firm that organized it and he mm-hmm. didn't want to piss off the law firm, but the crowd was so mad. I never the crowd was yelling at them to like I guess to give me the microphone and when they wouldn't give me the microphone, I never seen that many people. They sat down on the court steps and just listened to what I had to say. And I I still don't think people were understanding me, man. It's it's frustrating, you know? <laughs> I got you, bro. I got you. But Colin Kaepernick, let's bring it back. But yeah, Colin Kaepernick, bro, Kanye, Colin Kaepernick, Diddy, they use black plight in a way to try to, you know, basically profit from something. Somebody like Ben Crump, respectfully, um, just because they call him for every single black death that happens, he isn't using black plight. That's his job. That's that's a, it's a very, very difficult thing. Being having been a personal injury attorney, still do personal injury on the so- side and still used to do wrongful death. Um, which sucks because I hate looking at deaf pictures. Um, but uh, it's very, very difficult when you're going against like governmental forces, even local governmental forces. So that's not a capitalization off of black plight. But what we do see is we see a lot of celebrities use black plight um, for the sole purpose. Monique, um, happy that she pieced everything up with Lee Daniels. But that whole thing with Netflix was discriminated against her. Like, no, you just need to negotiate. Um like those types of things are triggers for black people and we get we get alarmed and we get upset and uh, a lot of people know we get alarmed and we get upset. Um, and it's similar. We go back to the Will Smith thing. It's similar to how like one person was like protect black women. Will Smith was protecting black women. And that's a trigger for black women because black women have been asking for their men who are us to protect them for quite some time. And they are justified by saying that we've done a piss poor job at doing that. I'm not going to disagree. But that wasn't what Will Smith did was not protecting a black woman. He was protecting his ego. And so I don't think black women need any protection, though. They just don't understand their truth. You're going to get us canceled. Black woman. Jesus Christ. You're going to get us canceled. <laughs> Someone made that up. Protect black women. Black women are stronger than black men. Black That's bullshit. Oh, wait. What do you mean? What do you mean black women are stronger than black men? Black women are stronger than black men. How so? Because the black woman had like, go back to slavery, you know, the the guy was working the field, right? And uh, I guess the the black man is in the field and he is getting beat on all day by his white slave master, the overseer and all that. So when he comes home now, he has to play the patriarchy role. He has to beat on the black woman who's also getting beat on by the overseer and the black slave master. She was at the bottom of the black woman was, had been at the bottom of the totem pole for so long. Oh, I, think oh. That's why there's so much- I got you. But I think, I think to be, to be nuanced about it, right. Black women don't want to be strong respectfully. They just want to be women. They want to, they want to dive they into the to feminine. That that's, that's a European thing. They need to give that up. That's what feminism caused. It caused them well, to want to, I think that they, they want to, well, I think if, even if you go back to African roots, right. I think they want to dive into what we call the feminine, which is they don't want to have to be the person who leads the household. They don't want to have to be the person that has to step to somebody who's disrespecting them. They don't they, I mean, they don't want somebody to slap the shit out of somebody and cost their career or nothing like that. But they would like you to say, hey, look, don't talk to my wife like that. Right. But, but I think they should, though. Um, Africans follow a <clears throat> matriarchal principle. The woman always led the house in Africa. So that's why I think not in every single people. tribe. Not in every single look tribe. Up the, look up the warrior queens of Africa. They were Africa had. Queens before European women had suffrage. We were elect. Africa had multiple women queens. I mean, women in different tribes are 
they're not the head of the tribe, mm-hmm. but they control the family. The woman controls the family structure. The man will have the title, of course, but the woman, the real controller is the woman. I honestly think, though, like, okay, so you say, let's just go back real quick. You say that we are caught up in the European st- structure of feminism. We are. I mean, I think there's three stages of uh, I think if you go back and you study feminism, I think there's like three stages in the current stage that we're in. Most women do not agree with. Um, but like the first stage, second stage, which was like first stage was the right to vote. And the third, the second stage was like the right to work and shit like that. They all agree with that. They don't agree with this like third stage of feminism. But I think black women are caught in that. So we have to go based upon what we are currently in. And I think a lot of black women do not want to be. They don't want to have to be strong. They can be strong, but I think they're looking to their men to actually be strong for them instead of always constantly having to be strong. And I can sympathize with them and I can understand them. Um, There's something to stepping up for your woman. There's something to, you know, doing little shit like not having your woman pay for dates and shit. Like there's something to that. So. Um, and I, I'm saying not pay for dates. That's like the simplest form of it. But that's how it kind of starts where a woman kind of knows that, OK, you will protect me. At least you'll pay for my fucking meal. But <clears throat> so I think that's that's kind of what it is. But it's a trigger for black women. So when somebody put out, well, no, this is protecting black women. It's like, nah, that's not that's protecting his ego. And so I'm happy that Will Smith did not say I'm protecting black women. I'm happy that Will Smith put on his apology the truth. Hey, I was completely wrong. I was all that. That's why I think Will Smith is a stand-up guy. Because he could have easily taken the easy route and took race and threw it into the threw it in there and said, Look, I'm protecting yeah. a black woman. But he didn't do that. And I think man, some people would have taken that road out. Too, man, I forgot <clears throat> to say what the the real in all honesty, I forgot to mention this. What I really think Will was on, man, if you look at his personality, man. Will just did too much cocaine before the Oscars. <laughs> no, he did, bro. Stop. Look, he went from laughing to anger to crying to dancing. Jesus Christ. He was he Allegedly. snorted too much lines before the cocaine and couldn't Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't think Will sniffs cocaine at all. <laughs> Everyone in Hollywood does, man. It's just like a thing. You know, no one really talks about it. I think um it's like I think he's he he mentioned something in his book about the Oshawa. Oswa or some shit like that. It's like some type of drug. It's a plant. It's something that they do. It's right there in Orlando, bro. They got a, like a, a a church out there that two people have died over that shit. Oh, the Hiawatha. Hiawa- Hiawasa. Will Smith does ayahuasca. He does cocaine, bro. <laughs> bro, like I, I think don't even mess with that Hiawasa shit. I don't even touch this. Bro, he said, this motherfucker, y'all got to read his fucking book, people. I keep commenting on stuff. Like, stop saying shit about Will Smith. Just read his book. He actually is honest. The only thing I think he was not honest about was he protected Jada Pickett Smith a lot. You feel me? He what? He protected Jada Pickett Smith a lot. Uh You know what I'm saying? So I think that's the only thing he was really kind of dishonest about. But um, he protected her image, her brand and shit like that a lot. But read his book. And, and you'll really understand it. But I'm happy that Will didn't take that position of cap of, of using race to get him out of a situation because he could have easily said, I'm protecting black women and I had to show a black man how to protect the black women. And he could have used yeah, that, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he didn't do that. He, he could have used that as a scapegoat. For and boy, him. he would have and people would have piled up and and mm-hmm. ran with him with it, that shit. But I'm happy that he just accepted full responsibility for it. But anything else you want to say about the use of black plight to enrich themselves through manipulation? 
I don't know how we mentioned Jesse Smollett, but oh shit. That was we did. Damn, I missed that shit. He tried to use that motherfucker. Almost got me. He almost got me. And just like the, the funny thing is, we talk about comedians. The funny thing is, Dave Chappelle get provided my true full reaction in his stand up. He's joking. He calls him Juicy Smollett, right? But yeah. at first, when we heard it, we were like, "Oh shit, wow!" Then when we got the details, we were like. As black men, I'm not saying. Yeah. Sorry, black oh, women. Bullshit, right oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, black women. Black men said that is some bullshit, and then black men got hit with some shit. You are a, you're anti LGBTQ. You're anti this. You're this. You're 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 phobic. You're this. You're that. We got hit. Black men who, bro, look at my fucking Facebook, bro. Look at my Facebook, bro. Like. Bro, they angry, and that's the reason I still talk about that shit today. Cause I'm like, I know how many of y'all commented and said that I was homophobic, that I was this, I was that, I was all these things, bro. But there was no fucking way you would convince me that a nigga went outside. I'm sorry, say a nigga. That a person went outside at 2 a.m. in the morning. Or 4 a.m. in the morning, some shit, to get a Subway sandwich. Nobody even liked Subway like that. To get a Subway sandwich and was attacked by two white men who just happened to be looking for somebody to lynch and throw bleach on in 20 below weather. That makes no sense. And and, and this man is nuts. And it, it, he did that all. Bro, the problem with Juicy Smollett's story is there's too many themes of oppression in there. Yeah. You gotta pick one yeah. if you're gonna tell a lie. Yeah. Because picking four or five <laughs> of the motherfuckers is too difficult. We know, I know this as a, a bruh, going to law school as a lawyer, bro, I'm telling you, you can tell a good lie. You can even trick your lawyer, right? And, and lawyers, they say lawyers lie. No, we don't. We bend shit to try to make an argument for something. But the truth is, our clients will lie to us. And sometimes they can get it over on us so we can we can detect a lie because the shit just don't be adding up. So he could have just simply said, hey, got attacked by two white men. They threw bleach on me. Right. And that was a little bit more believable. The fact that they had a noose. All right. That's one thing that's going to be in the unbelievable category. So somebody's just prepared to put a noose on you. Okay. the fact that you were going to Subway, we're going to put that in the unbelievable category because who the fuck goes out to go get subway that late at night you gotta be and a celebrity at that too what celebrity have you ever seen bro have you seen his 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 like apartment that he was staying in that shit is massive that shit was nice bro so this rich celebrity is going out to go get subway at 2 a.m in the morning that makes no sense not the worst part man did you see the body camera video when they first (laughs) went up to his apartment after he reported it no, I didn't. I don't recall it. Minutes, all right, just imagine this. 30, 40 minutes after you've just been viciously attacked and it was it was a racist incident, he was walking around his apartment with a noose on him. <laughs> bro, that is... Okay, bro, there we go. There we go. And then, uh, what did he say? I didn't want to contaminate the evidence. <laughs> Who walks? Oh, yeah, yeah. Some shit like that. Who walks three blocks? Who walks three blocks, bro, yeah, with yeah, a noose yeah. around their neck? Yeah, did you walk home with it? <laughs> hey, someone gotta mean that shit. You don't mean with this nigga Jesse walking with a new. <laughs> this 
Bro, yeah, I remember that video, bro. They also got him when, he, as soon as he enters into the uh, apartment uh, building, they got him with the noose around his neck. It's like, bro, this is the most staged thing of all time. And his little speech at his little sentencing hearing, I know he's out right now because he's waiting on his appeal, but he's just going to go right back to jail and do the 150 days. Um, his little speech of like, if I kill myself again, black plight. We know there's an issue. Yeah, Something happened to Sandra the Bland. The reason he threw up, he made the fist. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, we'll save me. No, we're not saving you. Nah, me. fuck out of here. What he was trying to appeal to is what we know is a real issue and a real mystery. Sandra Bland. We don't know how the fuck she died. That's the truth. I've tried to read about that shit multiple times. Oh, man, I forgot that he was even... I didn't even link that. Dude. Yeah, bro. That's he... I hope the judge gives him an extra 150 days. Nah, bro. They, wait, would that be over... That'd be over a year? No, 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 no. He could. Yeah, he could give him another hundred, a hundred and uh, a hundred. He can give him another hundred fifty days. To the judge and tell him to do that just because of what he did with that whole thing. Just, just to try to capitalize on Sandra Bland. I think I'll write a letter right. to the judge yeah. just to say, hey, okay. can he get an extra hundred fifty days? You didn't. Shit too? You didn't get that parallel. That's why I'm not suicidal. I'm not suicidal. He's appealing to the fact. Oh man, I thought he. I thought something happened during the whole proceedings where like. No. The uh, judge or prosecutor tried to say that he wasn't mentally stable or something like that. Or, no. Man, I'm gonna send a letter to my you, little GD and people. Man, they gotta they gotta see him when he in there in Cook County, bro. Because do you not you know how psychotic you gotta be? I don't know what the proper word if it's narcissist. I don't know uh, terminology like that for psychology. Yeah. Do you know how? You gotta be a, a psychopath. You gotta be a fucking psychopath to then appeal to. Something that's in the black community. We are aware of what the Sandra Bland thing. Like, there's no resolution to it. We don't understand really what the fuck happened, right? Like, how this woman just is taken to jail and then she like dies in her cell. We don't get that. We know what's the dude, the child, the, the child predator, the dude that was like killed in his cell. Um, Epstein. Epstein. We know. We know the government killed his ass. I mean, that it just. Yeah. First of all. Anybody doesn't know about Epstein, the two guards that were watching him was black. And they both said they were asleep at the same time. Now, as black people in our community, we all know we we have one lookout. You go to sleep, bruh. You stay and I'm gonna stay awake. And then when I when you did done, I'm gonna go to sleep, you stay awake. We know that's how it works, bro. That's how we that's how we slide at our jobs if you're working at night shift. You both not gonna be asleep, and then somebody just fucking magically kills themselves in their cell. So we know Epstein was killed. Sandra Bland, we don't know what the fuck happened to Sandra Bland. So a man, talk about protecting black women, a man trying to appeal and use what happened to Sandra Bland um, to basically make a story like he's he's possibly in danger. He's a political prisoner or some shit like that. That shit is egregious, bro. And just an example of a person trying to use black plight for the sole purpose of enriching himself. But he failed miserably. Because he don't know how to fucking lie at all. And then, I mean, and if you still understood the time around that time, too, guys, people that wore Make America Great Again hats, they were more afraid of liberals than liberals were afraid of them. Exactly. Because liberals were giving, liberals were giving Trump supporters hell back then. You know? they, <laughs> they wouldn't come up to you. I was getting hell for being a Trump supporter shit, and I can't even vote. In Bruh, America, I was, you know? I'd go to NASCAR races, man, and there was a ton of Make America Great Again hats, and, and, and. It's just strange, bro. Like, okay, you would have this thought process about like a person that has that hat on, right? 
But when they actually, and it could be undercover, it could be subtle racism. But when you're actually at this sporting event and you're like rooting on like your particular driver, yeah, they're like, "Oh, you like this driver too? Oh, that's cool." They start like talking to you. I maybe I. They say Man, I got a talkable face and shit. People can be subtle racist. Racist, we should stop using the word racist, man, and racism. That's a huge racist and racism is like it's like a it's like a think about it like a legal standard. To be a racist and to practice racism, you gotta have some kind of power, man. You have to be able to affect people's socioeconomic position in life. Mm-hmm. You can take someone's job away, you can make them you can stop their check, you can mess up their account. You can make them move or change their house or something. You have to be able to affect someone's life in that way for you to be racist. If you're just some fucking guy working a 40-hour job, you make 40000 a year, and mm-hmm. you just got a few bigoted beliefs, you're not a racist, you're a bigot. Who cares, man? Uh, uh, you're practicing your First Amendment right to bigotry. Your free exercise of bigotry, you know? I agree. <laughs> So it's like, hey man, I mean, like, I, I don't even call, I don't, I don't like to call people, no, I don't like to call people racist or racism because you give them too much power. It's like, you know, you're not a racist, you're just a bigot. Words you matter. Know, you know, you can go be bigoted over there. Okay, so wrapping this the up. Only true racist. Oh, go ahead. Nah, nah just to wrap this up. Nah, let me just wrap this up from what you're saying because I think what you're saying is also like we could leave it on a positive note like that. What Micah's saying is words have meaning, right? And the way that I'm going to tie it into our whole topic. Forgetting the Will and Jada Pickett-Smith situation as that as that plays out, but just our overall topic about manipulation and, and appealing to black plight for the sole purpose of enriching yourself. Words have meaning. And using trigger words in the black community can trigger us to get defensive and want to fight on behalf of people. And people exploit that. And just like Micah said, when it comes to using the terminology of race, racist or racism, maybe we are giving certain people too much power because racism is, you know, basically the ability to dominate someone because of their particular skin color. And and a lot of white people, poor white people do not have power at all. So um, maybe we should change. Maybe we should really think about and take away from this conversation the way that we use words, even when we're trying to point out that somebody is acting in a discriminatory manner or discriminating. Um, but words have power and they can be used to manipulate. They can be used to oppress. They can be used to uplift. They can be used to deprive somebody of such a power, such as calling somebody a racist. So maybe we do start calling these these people, you're fucking bigot. Like maybe we do say that, you know, but... That's how we'll leave it. (laughs) And that's how we'll end Positivity with Isaiah K. Floyd. Thanks for coming to this episode.